Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dolan Sim Music Station FM 104 Louise with you until 1 o'clock. I'm now joined by Stuart Clark from Hot Press. Hello, how are you? I, I'm good, and uh, I must be getting better all the time with gigs being announced and things getting back to some sort of normality. Long may it last. Stop! I, it's just—it's such joy in my in my heart and my world when I can announce <laughs> another gig. I'm just like, oh my god, it's just so nice, isn't it? A gig that might actually this time happen. I know. Uh, that's the amazing thing. I know. We've been kind of sitting on them for a while because I've been meant to be going to Dermot Kennedy for the past two years. So like. <laughs> we'll I am just waiting I, I'm hoping the rumours are true of a Bruce Springsteen tour he was meant to be playing before lockdown was announced right the week after he was going to announce a, a oh, nationwide stop. Irish tour so I hope it's still going to be on I was talking to somebody from my uh, big promoter the other day and they said look I can't tell you everything Stuart but 2022 is going to be a bumper year there is mm. so much on its way so <sighs> that bodes well oh, I love that cramming everybody in I can't wait cramming two years of music into the, the one year yeah. I like it <laughs> that's okay I will take that but also yeah. we're gearing up for Irish Music Month obviously they've been hearing the ads and all our artists have been getting involved tell us from your side how important it was to, to have this scheme uh, well, well, well massive and I, I've got to say thank you to all the stations 25 of them around the country I think combined audience of a mere 2.3 million wow. uh, and the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland and the XL retail stores they got it. They, they recognise. We've always known, I think, how good our artists are. But the way they stepped up mm-hmm. during lockdown and how even more important music and the arts in general became. And I, I think there's just such a, a, a pent-up demand for music and a pent-up amount of bands ready and, and solo artists ready to explode onto the scene. And we just thought, look, you know, it's time to really platform as many new artists and indeed remind ourselves of the really great ones who are already there. So Irish Music Month was conceived at a time when there were no gigs. We were all sort of like quarantining and we were sneaking out into the hot press office. It's been a long time coming, but now it's here and with gigs happening again, it just seems perfect symmetry. It's amazing. And obviously, if anyone, if you're listening and you want to put in music, you still can. Irish music at f104.e. We want to hear it. Send it in. <laughs> That's Absolutely. what we do. We want to encourage you to send in your music. Uh, of every stripe. I mean, the thing that, that, that struck me, I can remember about eight or nine years ago, I had a, a Greek TV documentary crew came across and they asked me to explain in a soundbite Irish music. And I, mm. I managed it. It was a long soundbite. Hard. But yeah. if I had to do it now, 
it would take me an hour because we have every single thing. Like, you wouldn't have said eight years ago, yes, we have a Drogheda drill scene, <laughs> you know? Oh, there's a hip-hop explosion in Limerick. These things are happening all over the country, you know, and the weirdest thing is happening, you know, the weirdest things are happening. And what I like is that nobody needs your permission, my permission, MCD's permission, Mr. Warner's permission. Mm -hmm. They're doing it in their bedrooms, and when they're good and ready, they're coming out and saying, here's our music, we've got it all fully formed, we've got our artwork sorted. You know, bands and, and fellow artists are just so together these days. They really are. But also, I think we, we mentioned this the last time we spoke. It isn't just one genre anymore. Everyone's doing a uh, bit no. of everything. You know, you know, you take a bit from basket A and basket B, you know, you, there is no kind of one set uh, blanket no. anymore. No, no, absolutely. Like I say, we have a drill scene. We have some of the world's top soundtrackers, David Holmes and co. The hip-hop coming out of not just Limerick, but every single town and yeah. parish it is amazing. And I think what we're seeing as well, which is really lovely, it's a bit like the UK in the early 80s, say, in Bristol, with, with a whole sort of massive attack thing. We're seeing a melting pot of styles. We're seeing kids who might be from Nigeria, one's from Ennis, one's from I don't know where. They're in the same class. They're making music together. It's not a case of let's do a world music project. Yeah. You're making music with your mates who could be from two or three different backgrounds. And we're seeing cross-pollinations, music going off in all sorts of just fascinating directions. And that, as I say, is so exciting. It's so wonderful. And obviously you guys have been doing the Y&E sessions as well, haven't you? So you obviously have come across hundreds. Well, well yes. And you know what? When it came, I, I, I sort of tied together our 50 Irish artists to watch, our hot mm-hmm. four list. And <laughs> all the journalists here you know, feed into it. And there are one or two years in the distant past, you know, you got to number 40, you're going like, who do I put in now? Mm -hmm. I mean, this year, it it could have been like 500. I mean, literally. And then you you just look back without being self-conscious about it. You go, you know what? There's a a gender mix. There's people of color here. There's all different stuff. It's just happening. It's just all over the shop in a wonderful way. And what we're hoping to do is to to encourage the the current generation and Mm -hmm. the next generation. One of the important things with with this Local Heroes initiative is, and it might just sound a bit vulgar talking about money, but artists, I think, felt a bit undervalued, fiscally maybe. They were making a living. For for far too long, we've been saying to artists, you know, you do this for free for the exposure. Mm -hmm. Now it's actually time to put a few quid into people's hands to make them realise that they're worth, because I think... People had their worth dented a bit during lockdown. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think, you know, this is going to, as you say, supply with money. But also, is there any advice you'd give to somebody who's listening on, oh, I don't know if my music's right to put in, or is there anything you'd suggest them do? If you believe in it, stick it in. Well, this is you know, it's, it's, yeah. And the rest will, will either happen or not. You know, music is a bit of a lottery, but I, I tend to believe that if you're persistent and you, you make your own luck, you know, luck comes usually through hard work mm-hmm. and people do notice, you know, we as an industry get together in the pub a lot of the time and we talk about bands, um, you know, and, and there's such a, a thirst at the moment. And, and it really is whatever style it, it could have been done in the bedroom. It doesn't have to sound glossy. It doesn't have, to have an L.A. sheen. You know, Smooth Boy Ezra, they've been making music in their bedroom, yes. 9 million Spotify plays. 
um, officer from Drogheda didn't sort of come and ask anybody for advice. He just went, I want to make the kind of music I'm into. I want to make this hardcore drill. <laughs> the next thing is top 30 in the UK, 25 million streams. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So, yeah. you know what? It's just whatever you're into, believe in it and, and, and please submit. And where can we see the Irish music industry going, do you think? Well, that's a good question. Um, quite a big question, actually. I, I, I think, you know, every time an artist breaks, eyes are refocused on Ireland. And we're not looking for the next Fontaine's DC, but the fact they've, you know, been nominated for Grammys, but the, the fact that they've done so well, a lot of A&R people are looking at this country again. All mm-hmm. of Dartland, suddenly there are A&R people from both sides of the Atlantic looking at, at other female Irish talent. Officers' top 30 success means that hip-hop artists and and drill artists in Ireland are being taken really seriously. I I could see in a year's time somebody like uh, Denise Chyla being a major international star. And that opens doors that other people can follow through. Now, you don't have to sound like Denise Chyla, but, you know, do your own thing. Mm -hmm. But I I think we've got so many artists making a, a, a global impression now that, that people are tuned into Ireland. And actually, it's a handy nationality to have. <laughs> I don't know, no offence to the Finns, but if you're Finnish, it doesn't sort of resonate in the same way as being Irish. Yeah. We have that reputation for music. We've travelled the Aboriginal experience. There are pockets of Irish people in, in, in Australia and America waiting to support their own and bring their mates along to the gigs. Um, you know, what I would like to see and it's happened belatedly during lockdown, is more support for the arts from government. They're they're very Mm -hmm. quick for the photo op. So it's a name check and number one artist and be there grinning, you know, in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to actually putting their hands in their pockets, it's not always happened. There is a reason why a lot of our artists are leaving Dublin in particular and moving to Berlin. Mm -hmm. One, the rents are cheaper. And two, more is done systemically at a government level to support artists. So, so why are we losing our artists to a foreign country? That's got to be sorted out. Do you think it will be? Do you think we're on a path now where it will be looked at? Because obviously it's been drawn attention to. Well, I had an interesting meeting with the minister responsible, uh, Catherine Martin, about three months ago. Mm-hmm. And I know there's been a lot of political machinations and, and criticism of, of government. She struck me as being an honest bidder. She's mm-hmm. a musician herself. She's uh, shared a stage with Glenn Hansard. Um, she's worked with kids, you know, around music and other subjects. And one of the Green Party sort of uh, terms for coalition was a pilot scheme providing a basic income for creatives. She assured me that in the term of this boil there will be a pilot scheme. How exactly it's going to work, she couldn't say. It hadn't been decided. But she said they've been looking at schemes that are working in in different parts of the world, that they're working well, cherry-picking the bits that apply best to Ireland. I I would like to see that thoroughly piloted and hopefully broadened out. Absolutely. That would be amazing. Like, that would open up things for loads of people who've maybe struggled over, not over just the past 18 months, but for a long time trying to get their music out because it takes a lot of work. And we're not talking about lots of free money. We're looking at people who can demonstrate a track record. Mm -hmm. Um, Louise, you talk to artists on on a very personal level. You know 
the lack of money there is. Yeah. Um, but just for your listeners, and I don't want to beat people over the head, but there are a couple of things. One is that Spotify is a useful tool, but it's not enough to support an artist. You know, yeah. ideally, if you can, please buy the records, buy the T-shirts, the tote bags, all of that. But I know an Irish band, I won't name them, who've had top 30 records in the UK and here, appeared on big festival bills like Mount Fuji in Japan, mm-hmm. and they're earning each 13 grand a year. So, you know, yeah. being in the top 30 does not mean you're a millionaire yeah. or even have, have money to burn. You know, that's what we're, we're dealing with now. Um, 90% of, of earnings on average come from playing live. Not everybody can play live. There are so many people who are working nine to fives and making great music. So I, I just feel there are too many people falling through the net that they, they can't necessarily make a decent living, but they're out there generating income. Mm-hmm. They're appearing on festival bills. That they're, they're lifting the national mood during pandemics. Uh, and those people who've demonstrated that they're willing to put the, the hard graft in deserve our support. Absolutely, and hopefully now that will happen. But as you say, we need to be buying merch. We need to be going to gigs if we can afford to. Buy the single if you can. It even helps. I know it's, it's terribly old-fashioned buying <laughs> stuff. And of course, you know, Bandcamp have been really good. You know, even those Bandcamp Fridays yes, have provided a, an ecosystem for artists who, you know, have just about scraped enough money together to live through, through just that. What I'm hoping is that we'll hopefully in a year's time we'll be going, pandemic, what pandemic? Mm. I, I think we'll remember it. <laughs> but I hope we take some of the good things out of what's happened, the, the sense of community. And I, you'll know this. There is such a sense of community. I was talking the other day to Danny O'Donoghue, and Danny was raving and raving and raving some more about Picture This, about mm. Wild Youth, about mm-hmm. Inhaler. I was down with the Cranberries the other day and Noel Hogan was saying, oh my God, the songwriting. He reeled off a load of names. You know, we, we have, and I know you too show a real interest and when they're back on the road, they always tend to give a couple of Irish acts a dig out. Um, there is a sense of community that's become stronger. And I must take my hat off actually to those artists who could have just gone, you know what, pandemic, there's no gigs, we're giving up. The CMATs of this world mm-hmm. who just almost used what was happening. You know, they, they, they looked at the, the, the hand they'd been dealt, took to their bedrooms, and, and they actually emerged during lockdown. The same with Denise and the gang in, in, in Limerick. Mm-hmm. They, they, they could have easily gone, what's the point? They let's went, wait okay. until it's over, let's ride it no. out. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they brightened up our mm-hmm. most you know, grey lockdown days with their bedroom gigs and their tracks. I, I, I just was so full of admiration for the artists that, you know, that they were struggling and they really were struggling yeah. financially, sometimes with their mental health, but they, they, they kept on making music. Yeah, for us, for us to bring us joy as well, you know. So. A- a- absolutely, you know, and we, 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 I can't say it enough, we owe them a debt, it's time for payback. Yeah, absolutely. So Irish Music Month in October is the start of this. <laughs> it's only the we, beginning. We, we have a load of, I mean, we're going to be announcing it in, 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 in sort of spurts. Mm-hmm. We've got some just amazing stuff happening, amazing people talking about music. I mean, from the very top to the upper echelons of our society down. Amazing. So that'll give you a bit of a clue who's going to officially mm-hmm. launch it. Exciting, exciting. So there is still a chance to get music in if you want to. Irish Music at F104. Dolly, send us your music. We want to hear it. <laughs> Stuart, thank you so much.
A pleasure as always. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.